0: Howdy and welcome to the 10-week Bible study. This is week seven, day three of our study of Galatians and Colossians. I'm your host, Darren Hibbs, and today we're talking about Colossians 1, 15 through 20. Welcome back to the 10-week Bible study. Again, I'm your host, Darren Hibbs. Would you join me as we pray before we start today? Jesus, would you fill our hearts with the knowledge of you through your word today? In your name we pray, amen. With that, let's jump into God's Word. We're to be reading today from the NIV. This is Colossians 1, starting in verse 15. The Son is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For in him all things were created, things in heaven and on the earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities. All things have been created through him and for him. This Really, is this? Uh, you know, Paul instantly shifts gears. He's encouraging them. He's telling them, "Hey, we're praying for you, love you." And now he's like jumping straight into this, this this beautiful content in this book. He's reminding them that Jesus, the Son, is the image of the invisible God. He is like we people have seen Him, and He is this image, this face of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. Right? He's, he is. He is this this unseeable God's image. John, in his gospel, he delves into this, right? In no time has anyone ever seen God and lived, right? This is the thing all throughout the Old Testament. This is very well understood as God says, you can't see me or you, you cannot live. You cannot see me and live. And it's this idea that my holiness is too much for you right? Moses glows. He radiates physical, literal energy from his body and his face when he sees the backside of God, when God puts his hand in front of Moses' face and moves in front of him so he can't see him. He sees just, he's just in the presence of God and he he glows for periods of time after that. And so being able to see him is not possible yet. We get to see him in Jesus. There are people who, who physically saw the face of Jesus, this image of the invisible God, right? This is this mind-blowing thing. And this is how Paul starting off, is this is who he is, right? He is God and he is man at the same time. Paul is saying this very elo- eloquently in a very short amount of time. And then he's echoing the same kind of things that John will later say, when he writes the book of Revelation, talking about how he's hearing the angels in heaven praise and worship Jesus for being the one that created all things, right? Everything, on the earth, under the earth, in heaven and a, and, and below, everything was created by him, for him, through him. And this is this, this interesting statement. Again, in such a short amount of time, Paul is acknowledging so many different levels of things right we've got the the visible physical earth what we would call the natural order what what you and i would call the natural order right things with with skin on them things like this microphone this room that i'm in tangible physical things but just like I'm breathing the oxygen in this room and I can't see it, although it is physical and tangible. I can't see it to this in this to the same extent, there is the supernatural world, the world beyond that what we can see and taste and touch and and smell and feel, but still very real. The supernatural world, Jesus has dominion over all of that as well. And Paul's saying it exists, yes. And Jesus is still in charge of all of it. He he has dominion, rulership over everything, including what he's alluding to here are demonic strongholds, demonic power centers that are actually kind of, we see in like the book of Daniel, uh, in Revelation, and various other places in scripture, these demonic strongholds, in some ways, they actually kind of puppet master uh, some of the people that are running planet earth. And Paul is acknowledging all of that in this, in my opinion, verse 17. He is before all things and in him, all things hold together. And he is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning and the firstborn from among the dead, so that in everything he might have the supremacy. For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him and through him to reconcile to himself all things whether things on the earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. And that's really the important part right there. And that is, again, the same thing that we hear the angels in heaven echoing when John is recording it in the book of Revelation. Again, this is John telling us what the angels are saying. And it's essentially this first chapter, this, this passage that we're reading out of the book of Colossians. Makes me kind of wonder, Paul is relaying this information to us that, again, John in the book of Revelation is going to write down saying he heard the angels and the living creatures in heaven saying these, almost these exact things. Is this Paul relaying the revelation to us that he had in a very similar fashion where maybe he saw some of the same things that John would tell us that he saw in the book of Revelation. He heard the angels singing these exact same things over Jesus, right? <clears throat> In the book of Revelation, we've got, you know, by your will, all things have their being. And because of your blood, you are you're the only one worthy to open the seal and to open the scroll and break its seals because you have reconciled all men to God through your blood. It's almost the identical thing. This is almost identical to Uh, Revelation uh, chapter 4, chapters 4 and 5, actually. Almost identical to to what John heard the the heavenly beings around the throne of God saying. Um, Important revelation. This is such important revelation. Jesus does have authority. God gave him the authority over all things in heaven and earth because... Jesus laid down his life and shed his blood to reconcile us to God. We couldn't do it ourselves. Jesus laid himself down for us through his blood on the cross. This is one of the most important things. This is Christianity 101 and it's Christianity 401, 601. I mean, this is is entry-level, kindergarten and graduate-level classes all rolled into one. We never move off of this. We never, we never get too smart. We never get so deep in our spirituality. We never grow so much that we grow beyond how we should marvel at the cross, how we should be thankful for the cross, how we should be blown away by the incomprehensible love of Jesus shed on the cross. I think for all eternity, we will marvel at what Jesus did for us on the cross. So again, this this is Christianity 101. This is This is the ground floor and it's the penthouse all at the same time. This is the whole thing. Every moment of our being is wrapped up in this mystery, this grace, this this thing of beauty, what Jesus has done for us, shedding his blood on the cross. If you've never accepted Jesus as your savior, if you've never accepted, given your life to him for what he's done on the cross, I want to encourage you to do that now with me. If you have never prayed this prayer, if you never asked Jesus into your heart, into your life, I want to encourage you to pray with me right now. And, And there's nothing magical about this prayer. What there is magic in, what there is power in, and, and I, I say magic figuratively, not literally, but I mean like there's power. It's it's incomprehensible and it's and it's powerful. Is the blood of Jesus what He's done for us on the cross? If you've never accepted Him into your life, I want to encourage you to pray this with me now. Jesus, I'm a sinner. I need your forgiveness. I need your salvation. I repent of my sins. And I want you to save me. I dedicate my life to you. I pledge my allegiance to you. I put my faith in you, Jesus. I believe that you are the Son of God and that you died for my sins on the cross. Jesus, would you save me from my sins? I repent of my sins. I turn away from them. I give my life to you, Jesus. I want to live with you forever in your presence. Would you forgive me and give me the grace to live with you for all eternity and fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If that's the first time you ever prayed that prayer, I want you to reach out to me. I want to start a a bit of a dialogue. This is a bit of a monologue from me to you. I want to start a dialogue with you about this because it's important. It's important if you've never prayed that prayer, we're to talk about the next steps and the things that the Lord would have you do next after praying that, after giving your life to Jesus for the first time. My contact information is in the show notes and the descriptions. Please reach out to me. For the 10-Week Bible Study, I'm your host, Darren Hibbs, and I can't wait to see you next time.